This is Sports Daily on KFH. Oh, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Five sacks of Matt Ryan and about a billion more pressures. They held Jonathan Taylor to under four yards a carry. And they found a way to lose the game. We knew something was up. We knew something was up. And boom. We see special teams mistake after special teams mistake. We see Chris Jones make an awful decision late in the game that makes no sense because it is so unlike him. And look, everybody can complain about it all they want to and that they threw the flag. You can't do it. You don't sit on top of the quarterback and then bark in his face right with the referee two inches from you. Like, you you just don't do it. And he owned it after the game, as we would expect he would. Absolutely took the blame and handled it like a pro because he is a pro. But it just... Part of the nonsense of that game and why, like, what on earth? Yeah, uh, I said it on Friday, and I don't think anybody wanted to necessarily believe me. Uh, I thought this was a trap game. Uh, I thought, it had well, yeah, potential. we knew it was a trap game. The line was telling us it was a trap game. Why were the why was the you know the action going to the Chiefs, but the line going to the Colts because big betters were spending big money on Indianapolis? But how do they know? I mean, I I suppose you can consider the kicking issues that Kansas City inevitably is going to have, but that doesn't explain all the other stuff. I don't know. Uh, You could see it coming from a mile away, though. I mean, the fact that Indianapolis has had a terrible start to their season, they go down to Jacksonville, they get shut out on the road. Frank Reich is uh, kind of on the hot seat. Matt Ryan not living up to, uh, you know, the the veteran QB that he was coming into Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor had been shut down, uh, but he's one of the best backs in the league. Michael Pittman healthy. And then on the other side with Kansas City, it's pretty clear that in week two in that Thursday night game, the Chargers were the better team on the field. And there were there were some issues with Kansas City. And so I, I don't know. I. My my heart wanted me to be like, yeah, like I, I think the Chiefs will be okay. But my head was telling me trap game all along. And uh, it certainly reared its ugly head yesterday. It, that's inexcusable. I mean, absolutely inexcusable. I, I'm not sure how anybody really was let on that team playing outside of maybe the defense, maybe Steve Spagnuolo. Like, he was the only coach that yeah, I felt like called a good. good game yesterday. You know, and the outside of the Chris good. Jones penalty, defense, I mean, yeah. the fact they didn't have Willie Gay, I mean, Darius, yeah, Darius Harris, you know, stepped up and played really well. Nick Bolton played really well. Uh, they were able to shut down Jonathan Taylor without Willie Gay. So defensively, they played really, really good football. Uh, outside of that, embarrassing. And we're, we're going to get into the bigger concerns for me in just a second. But we mentioned Chris Jones, Fred on the line. Fred wants to, to chime in on Chris Jones. Fred, what do you think? Well, I did. You know, I just uh, went from ecstasy to just absolute uh, death on that one play with Chris Jones. I'm, I mean, um, you know, they pay these guys a million plus a game, some of them, and and uh, to be professionals, and so maybe they ought to act like professionals. I mean, I I kind of felt like when I got to thinking about it a little bit that, well, maybe they were just practicing for for the Ford 
giveaway to Brady game next week. So that's my comment, and I'll let go. Yeah, it's frustrating. It is. And it's fr- it's most frustrating for Chris Jones because it's so out of character. He is the ultimate pro. I mean, he is the lifeblood of this team outside of Mahomes and Kelsey. And he, he just and, – and again, after the game, that's why he handled it the way he did. Took absolute blame, said that's my fault. I, I, I've apologized to everybody. I can't – you know, it was a big mistake. He – I'm a Chris Jones guy, right? It's okay to – say Chris Jones screwed up because he did. People were getting so defensive on Twitter yesterday. It's like, guys, like I like Chris Jones just as much as anybody. He he's the one who said he screwed up. I mean, I said it too, but like he did. Like you can't you don't need to defend that. That was a stupid thing to do. Um all of that being said, I don't see the special teams being an issue for a season, right? They have one of the best special teams units year in year out in football. Not worried about it. One one off weird week albeit with long preparation time, which makes it even weirder. The defense outside of that Chris Jones mistake looked fantastic. Indianapolis looked terrible. They had 260 yards of offense, right? They were not good offensively. The Chiefs defense did a great job in that game. But Tommy, now two weeks in a row, I have real concern about the Chiefs' ability to push the ball down the field. And it's... It's it, it's the Tyree Kill thing, if you want to call it that, but it was a problem last year, too, when Tyree Kill was there. The Chiefs, their, their offense has been, uh, it's been shrunk. Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, well, Marquez Valdez-Scantling should be, but he's, but he's not. It, but even Juju, they're, the, Juju's not a stretch-the-field guy, never has been. They have got to find a way to push the ball down the field because defenses are just shrinking things down on them, and and the Chiefs' offense has not been amazing for the last couple of weeks, and and it's not that it do, that doesn't seem one off. Like they're they don't have what they need in that capacity right now. They got to figure that part out still. Yeah, I was really excited coming into this season about the opportunity to have. Uh, so much depth at the wide receiver position. Like, yeah, they don't have Tyree kill anymore, but they don't have to lean on him all the time and lean on Travis Kelsey all the time. They can spread the ball out. Mahomes can have a bunch of different guys to get the ball to. They can show all these different looks with a lot of different, you know, weapons that might not be elite, but they're, they're all pretty good. And they've got an opportunity to go out there and, you know, do a bunch of different things that we haven't seen from Kansas city before. And that hasn't been the case. Uh, Travis Kelsey, for as great as he is and how elite that he is and the best tight end in the National Football League, he can't do it all. He can't do yeah, it every single play. Without and he, a doubt. He, he and tried to take ownership of the loss, too, yesterday because he dropped his that fault. pass in the end zone. Not his fault. No, yeah, he should have caught that ball. But, no, the overall offensive woes. Like, And he's a team leader. Both of those team leaders, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, trying to take blame for the loss. They're not the reason the Chiefs lost. They contributed to it. Um, but it was overall and, and Tommy, I say that it's a concern because what we saw on the sidelines tell us it's a concern. There is clearly frustration for Patrick Mahomes and it's clearly coming in the direction of Eric B because they got into it when EB rightfully, by the way, didn't let Mahomes try to go score. But when do you ever see Patrick Mahomes bark back at a coach? I mean, if Andy Reid had said, "Yo, Pat, we're gonna take this in. That it's the down and distance is too long. Like we got to get this in. We got to just go to the locker room." 
What do you, Patrick Mahomes would have just jogged off the field. But clearly there's something going on here with Eric Bieniemy. You can see the video. Mahomes is very annoyed for a guy who just doesn't really get that way. Something's there. Mahomes was asked about it after the game. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I'll, I, I'm, I wanted to go try to score. I mean, that's just who I am. We were in a tough situation. I believe it was like second or third and 20 or and something like that. And the, probably the smart decision was to just take it. We had got the ball out of half. Let's just go to the go to halftime. But I'm always going to be wanting to score. And, I mean, I pretty much just said, let me have a chance at it. And then he was just like, let's, let's, let's get back in our locker room and we'll, we'll get something going for the next half. And I guess, uh, I don't know if that's an altercation, but, I mean, that was just that was the end of the conversation. Yeah, it was an altercation, Tommy, for sure. I mean, we, we could all see it. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, there was not much question about that. Yep. I, I think and, yeah. I mean, there's you, something you look there. At, the, the, yeah, there is. And, and you look at uh, the, the fiery passion that Patrick Mahomes has, and Eric Bieniemy has a lot of fiery passion as well. And so I, I think it's easy. Like, if this was an isolated one-time thing, you could chalk it up to, hey, both of these guys are passionate. Things are not really going the way that – they wanted it to go offensive gameplay wise, uh, you know, chalk it up to just, uh, you know, miscommunication or a little bit of a disagreement, move on. It's all good. The problem is, is that there's somewhat of a history with this, right? And all these stories from over the off season about, you know, these two guys not getting along and there being a rift. And, um, you know, of course, Eric Bieniemy interviewing for all these different head coaching positions, but not getting any of them. And that raises the question about what's going on with Eric Bieniemy, And, and that might be a conversation for another day. I did see, I don't know if you, you saw this Jacob, but I did see our old friend Shady, our old friend, LaShawn McCoy chiming in on social media and saying that that's basically Eric Bieniemy, Like, he just wants to argue with his players. He doesn't want to do anything constructive, doesn't want to play call, doesn't know anything about offense, just wants to argue with his players. That's that's McCoy's words, and we all know his tenure in Kansas City wasn't amazing. Um, but uh, th- there's there's clearly something there. When, when there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, all I know is that you're going to have another primetime audience against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers next Sunday night. Whatever this disagreement is between these two guys, it's got to be smoothed over and they've got to work it out before Sunday. Well, it's they're going to they're going to not do it publicly, I wouldn't think again, but it's going to be an issue. Andy Reid, you know, the Chiefs don't want to there there's so much about perception and and what is perceived and they don't want it to be perceived inside that locker room that this is an issue, but it is. You know, Andy Reid essentially took things away from Eric Bieniemy. if we, you know, if we remember back to the stories. They all, they didn't, you know, he didn't have a contract for a while, yeah. right? And they weren't rushing to lock him up, as you would. I'm not going to say that the Chiefs don't want Eric Bieniemy, but the Chiefs would much rather, in my opinion, I think the Chiefs would just rather him get a job somewhere. And And there's something going on there. The connection is not what it used to be. And I don't know when there was a point of no return. The Bengals game was a microcosm of it and a big issue, it, it, if we, you know, according to some reports. And then clearly yesterday, we just don't see that from Patrick Mahomes very often. And as soon as Andy Reid stepped over there, it was squashed, right? So the issue to me, what my eyes are telling me, and just sort of Mahomes' tone after the game, which again is very out of character for him, is that Mahomes has a real problem with Bieniemy, And so I don't know what that means, and I don't know how much of a 
bigger picture factor that is to the offensive woes, I'll say this. Andy Reid has plenty to do with the game plan. So I think the overall issues we're seeing offensively, I'm not going to say, oh, this is all Eric Bieniemy's fault because I don't think that at all. I think Andy Reid has a ton to do with everything that happens on that offense. So it's not, I'm not trying to blame Bieniemy for what's happening, but I am saying that this disconnect is problematic between quarterback and, yeah. and who knows who else, an offensive coordinator. And Andy Reid has tried to navigate this well, but at some point, there will be a point of no return. Maybe they can gather themselves and look great offensively next week. And they did look great offensively in week one, by the way, against Arizona. But they're going to play a good and a smart and a savvy defense again next week in primetime on Sunday Night Football. And here we go. I think next week is is just unbelievably important for that offense. If we see them struggle now for a third straight week, it may be high alert time. And I don't you know, I don't know what they can do. The only thing I can think of is to to include Sky Moore more in the receiving part of the game plan. He obviously had a, an awful day on special teams yesterday, but you drafted the guy high. He's got to be a part of the offense. They're just not dynamic playmakers right now at the wide receiver position outside. You know, Travis Kelsey is who he is. He's one of the all-time greats. But in that wide receiver, you don't have that playmaking dynamic wide receiver at this moment, and you got to find him. And Sky Moore seems like the most obvious choice. And, and you know, he had a great preseason in camp. I don't know how things are going now in practice. But the Chiefs have got to find something offensively because that's two weeks in a row where it's just kind of like, that was a little bit uncomfortable to watch offensively. They just don't look like they're in rhythm at all. Yeah, I mean, Clyde, Edward, Clyde Edwards-Elair had zero yards. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco had nine rushing yards. Jarek McKinnon averaged under three yards a carry. Uh, the running game was not good. Indianapolis did a really good job of bottling that up. So, yeah, offensively, there are a lot of issues. And you know what? That that call on Chris Jones, that's a fluke. That's bad. Uh, but it's not something that is going to continue to happen. It's not a an overall issue on the unit. But no. we've gone this entire time. You know, we, we've talked for nearly 15 minutes about everything going on with Kansas City offensively and, you know, that call on Chris Jones. Um, I'm sorry, special teams in absolute dumpster fire Nightmare. yesterday. That's that's why they lost the game, for sure. 100%. I mean, you know, Matt yeah, Amendola should not be on this roster moving forward. Uh, and, you know, I of course, it's it's... Un, you know, it's not good that Harrison Butker has been injured. He's been one of the most consistent kickers in the NFL throughout his time in Kansas City. Matt Amendola should not be on the roster. I mean, at this point, let Justin Reed kick it. Uh, the the muffed punt from Sky Moore, uh, which I'm not convinced that Sky Moore is the answer offensively uh, at this point. I think there's still much to be proved uh, by him. Just overall, a, a terrible, terrible outing by Dave Tobe's special teams unit. And typically, he preaches discipline. Typically, he's got a really, really good buttoned-up special teams unit. He didn't yesterday. Uh, you can find the story, by the way, on Mahomes and Bienemy on our website, uh, kfhradio.com. It's there. It's right there for you. Uh, go go get it. If you didn't see it, we got all kinds of stuff on it. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about. Let's give Earl the final thought in this segment earl what'd you think yesterday i can't imagine you're a happy camper here on a monday uh, well i called before you started talking about the enemy deal so you know you it was like you're a mind reading but i'm i'm not quite as benign on that as you guys are uh 
We scored three points in the second half of the AFC Championship game because of the rift between Bienemy and Mahomes. This game, we scored three points in the seventh, second half, and there was a rift again. Look, man, Bienemy needs to be out of there. We're, it, it's that same old thing. It's kind of like Andy Reid when he kept his defensive coordinator around too much with a good team. He's got Ned Yost, Dayton Moore syndrome. He keeps people around out of loyalty, which loyalty is a great thing, to the point that it starts hurting a ball club. And when it's hurting the team because of the rift between the offensive coordinator, and by the way, if you read the enemy's contract after they did it, he has the say on the offensive game plans. You can put Reid in there all you want, and that's where the conflict between those two occurred. But he's the one putting them together. And i got to tell you, it was a crappy game plan against the Chargers, and his game plan didn't much look better yesterday. If you can say, you know, the Chargers got uh, got tanked because the game plan, you know, from Doug Peterson was better, I'm telling you, Biennemi's not putting a good game plan together, and that's when the darn thing starts simmering, and then it blows to a head when that game plan isn't producing the way it should. So either Biennemi pulls his head out of his butt, and he's been there long enough now that I don't see that happening, or they get him gone, get a little fresh ear in the voice of Mahomes in that offense to get this thing turned around. That defense played Super Bowl caliber defense. That's that is what we are hoping for this year. Special teams, man, they poop down their leg, that's for sure. But ultimately, the engine that drives this team is that offense. And right now, it's only hitting on six out of eight cylinders because the enemy is a, cro- is a problem. He is a Need problem. I, I, mean, I, don't think, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, they, they do. And the, and the Chiefs have tried everything they can to, to move him on. Like, they're been very public in there he needs to be a head coach he needs to be a head coach and then and we knew it at the time we knew it at the time Earl when when those reports started coming out this summer and it was like wait a minute the enemy doesn't have a contract I mean we were here I was here saying the enemy not having a contract is a problem and it should tell us all something the Chiefs don't know what to do with him they don't want him but there's this component there that he's being blackballed because of a racial issue and they don't want to touch that the Chiefs have been in a rock and a hard place on the enemy from the beginning they don't they don't know what to do with him but clearly it is a problem i don't disagree with you and but they don't know how to handle it and now here we are i would say this across the parking lot there you know the royals put on their big boy pants and we all love Dayton more and what he did but they realized there was a law of diminishing returns at that point and put on the big boy pants and shuck the dude you you can do that you can do that in the NFL I mean you know through three weeks offensive and defensive coordinators are being shucked I mean Denver brought in a guy to to help on offense and manage a game for their new head coach I mean it's not unheard of and but it will never happen with Andy Reid there because that's how he rolls we will go down and not be all that we could be because of his loyalty to be enemy and which is a human thing that is great but for us fans watching it we're going Dang, it's like not getting a divorce because of the kids. And ultimately, years down the road, the kids are going, I wish you would have just got that divorce. So get them out. Let's get back on track and have a good game. Take care. So, so Earl, I'll, I'll Earl. chime in. Yeah, I'll chime in real quick. Uh, just kind of your, your thoughts on this. And, and I agree with you. Andy Roy, Andy Reid is, is such a loyal guy and has been for a long time. But I can look in my crystal ball. I can tell you right now, Eric Bieniemy walks away. 
he goes to another job or whatever the situation is, I can tell you exactly who the new offensive coordinator for Kansas City is going to be. It's going to be Matt Nagy. He's back on on the coaching staff for Kansas City. That's loyalty from Andy Reid. People in the Chicago would like again. to have a word about that. It, it's going to happen. I mean, look, like it's it's the the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, it's it's tough. Look, I, I, kudos to whoever ultimately gets to ask Andy Reid about it today because Andy Reid doesn't get mad very often uh, in his media availability. That question's going to irritate him today, and it's absolutely the question that needs to be asked. Like, we can all see it now. You know, we heard about it before. We can see it now. So what are we going to do about it? We'll see. That that availability comes today, and we'll have that to uh, dissect tomorrow as well. All right, uh, quick. We'll have a quick note on the Pro Bowl. Things are changing with the Pro Bowl. We'll hit that next and then make a shift to college football in hour number two. Sports Daily returns after this. 